Hello and welcome to Latest United We Stand Podcast in association with Betfred. Betfred opened the first shop in Salford in 1967 and currently sponsor the United We Stand Podcast. We're at Old Trafford for the Premier League game against struggling Southampton, a match that I'm sure Manchester United will be expected to win. Um, plenty gone on in the last week since the 7-0 drubbing um, by Liverpool. Um, we got back on track on Thursday with a good win against Real Betis. I'm going to chat to the sellers post-game, who I expect will be a lot happier. We've hit the um, the mark above 10 degrees at Old Trafford after some awful weather on Thursday night for selling fanzines. I'm also going to chat with the lads around some incredibly sad news we had yesterday that Ian Sterling from the Manchester United Supporters Trust passed away. Um, our thoughts are with his friends and family um, at this incredibly sad time and I'm hoping that some of the things the lads have to say um, can do justice to what a great bloke he was. It's post-match after a disappointing 0-0 draw for United against relegation-threatened Southampton. Um, with me I've got Anthony Bloom, John Ashton, Stu Edwards and James Young. Start James, have you um, recorded from the other night? I have recovered from the other night, yeah. yeah Still um, clean on to my job, just about. Yeah, just about. Yeah, yet, so yeah. yeah. So, so James rain damaged out of a box of 159 mags, so we are um, we are in crisis talks at the moment <laughs> <laughs> with regards to where we go from there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But to be fair to him, he has done all right today. Um, he's even come back confident that I could start selling him for a fiver. So um, we want him to get used to him selling him for three quid first and foremost, which is um, which will be a start. Um, yep. Yeah, so onto the game. Um, in fact, before we go on to the game, um, we had some disappointing news yesterday that Ian Sterling, the independent supporter liaison officer for Manchester United, sadly passed away at 57 years old. Um, lads, it was a, a bit of a shock that I know all of us have had dealings with him over the years. Um, with re- for, for many you know, purposes, if it be tickets, you know, helping out when you've got in a bit of trouble and, you know, negotiating with a club, um, really sad thing to happen, believe me. Yeah, yeah it was a huge shock yesterday and it seemed so sudden as well. Uh, it was all the other week, we, he was walking down some Applesby Way, usual cheery self, uh, saying hi to everyone. Um, it's, it's just a huge shock, really, and it'll, United, as a whole, the fan base will miss him dearly because he, like you said, he helps a lot of people out. I mean, even just a little side story, I had a second issue a while back and within five minutes he'd messaged me to say, like, here's, here's what you can do about it and all that. He's just, he just helps everyone. He was, help, it's yeah, it's yeah. going to be a sad miss. Yeah, definitely. Just, <clears throat> just genuinely a proper nice guy. Um, we had beers for him, didn't we, after the uh, after the derby? Yeah, and yeah. you know, little did we think that would be the last one we'd have him. But just like Blame, he said he'd help a United fan out all day long. And um, one of the but my lads goes on a monkey bus yesterday. Summed it up nicely. He said he was literally one of them who someone will be giving him pelters one week and the week after he's trying to sort him a cup final ticket yeah, yeah. you know he's genuinely that sort of bloke and it's a thankless job he had but he, you know that he did it with the benefit of Manchester United not for personal um, glory he's going to be a massive miss for the, for the supporters um, and yeah we'll, we'll miss him just a genuinely great bloke yeah same privilege to, to know him 
Um, can't really call him a friend. I didn't know him that well. I just know him, you know, one of probably like many hundreds and thousands of United fans who used to, you know, let on to him and have the odd conversation at away games. Obviously, you know, bumped into him many a time at away games over the years. I think the last time I saw him was before the World Cup break in, in, in December. Again, it was just a, you know, how you doing sort of thing with the fanzine. Um, and yeah, it's, it's always a shock, isn't it, at that age, you know, <clears throat> 10 years older than me. So it puts things in, 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 always puts things into perspective and, you know, makes you wonder and what's more important in life. So we stood here, like, disappointed with a 0-0 draw today, but his family have got uh, bigger things to, to get over, so wish them all the best. Yeah, James, you had him on the podcast for the Reading Cup game, didn't you? Yeah. Um, you interviewed him. I mean, I spoke to him probably less than two months ago in Must House and, like, he didn't need to do it because I only, only needed to speak to him for a few minutes about the, the Stratford End uh, executive seats being moved, but I missed kick-off by five minutes because I was just chatting to him for ages. He's just one of those people you can get lost completely in conversation with and he's always dead friendly, you know, he'd offer you cans and that sort of thing and just a really nice lad, basically, and uh, big miss not only for, you know, everyone that knew him but for United as well because, like you were saying, um, he did so much work and I think only now sadly people that didn't know or didn't know the work that Moss did have only begun to realise just how much he did Yeah definitely and ju- just just mentioned in the standing area it's coming next season he, he was um, instrumental in that and as well as that you know it, it was great from the club um, a really touching tribute today I believe there was um, a, you know a stuff on his seat with regards mm. to like by the club and also the players wore black armbands as well which was a nice touch for somebody connected um, and connecting the club with its supporters definitely I mean from my perspective you know I, I had a beer with him at Leeds a couple of weeks ago and you know even I, I, I was at Leeds station at about half an hour to kick off going to be late and you know he's there like organising taxis for everybody in the pub and I think that's sort of like um, typical of him like he would always be worrying about other people before himself and trying to organise things for people so there's are not many people like that in the world really and it, it was it was a real shock another nice quality there was nothing yeah. one of the monkey bus lads said yesterday was that even if he didn't agree with you he still had the ability to argue with you in a friendly way yeah. you know yeah, what I mean yeah, without yeah. Get losing his mm-hmm. tempo but still smiling his way through it mm. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all want the best for United, but we don't always see eye to eye, and it isn't worth falling out over. And no. that's it. it's going to be a big sad loss, I think, for for the club and for yeah. us. And like you mentioned as well, you know, you'd see people, um, you know, giving uh, must grief on Twitter, and then, you know, the next week he'd be helping them out with something if they got in a rut. So yeah, it's yeah. Um, a real sad loss, and hopefully, you know, pe- there will be people around that can consider that and continue all the work that he's done, which is was absolutely absolutely brilliant. Um, okay, so on to the game. Um, it was a, a bit of a strange one, actually, because of the, the red card. Um, should we be too disappointed to start with? Not really, because, I, I, as I was saying before, uh, usually when we go down to 10 men, we usually get beat, so it's a plus in my eyes, really. But um, it's it's one of them. I saw, we, it was in the concourse at our time, we saw it. He's, it's not deliberate. He's got the ball first. It's rolled over yeah. onto, his, onto his leg. It's one of them, something similar in the second half happened on Garnacho. Yeah. So he's, he's gone through the same way in effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in all in all, it's, it's one of them. It's, it's one of them and just got to get on with it, really. Johnny will be happy with a point. Um, I, 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 you'd have to say no one because Southampton were a better team. They deserve to win the game. United should never be happy with a point, even with fucking five-a-side team out onto the bottom of the league. I was disappointed with United today. I mean, even without the Casemiro sending off, which I thought was harsh, 
we had a couple of decisions go against us as well with penalties and again like Blimey just said then you know um, Garnacho got caught with one which was quite naughty as well later on but it was a good tackle but the follow through with the leg um, but generally I thought United were poor a few players again got opportunities and were really terrible with it um, I thought we played better against Liverpool last week <laughs> genuinely did you know but yeah it's just that it's just that they could finish and Southampton couldn't um, but yeah you, you're talking about the team that's bottom of the league and you're at home to them with, with the home record we've got you should be blowing them away even with 10 men a top side with 10 men would have still carried on playing the way they, you know dominating that sort of game um, and we just let them have the ball and made them look like fucking Real Madrid Stuart, should we be disappointed as John makes out? I said the same thing to my mate. So, like halfway through the second half, if you know, eight fucking comparing you know matches and teams to City, but I think a ten men, a ten man City team would have still beat them today. Uh, and that's that's again, we keep saying it where we're at. You know, I just think we lacked a lot of quality today. Uh, and even with ten men, you've got to keep the ball better than what we did. And when you get the ball back, you've got to you know put four or five passes together. We just seem to keep giving it away. The amount of balls they put into the box, I lost count. It's got to be twenty, I reckon. So yeah, they were probably do consider themselves to be very uh, unfortunate not to go away from Old Trafford with three points. And uh, before the game, you know, you'd have asked you know hundred fans walking down to Matt Busby Way, and I'm pretty sure ninety nine of them would have said that we were going to win three or four nil today. Uh, it's always always the case. It's football. Look at yesterday, mentioning. Uh, Mentioning a certain team from you know not too far away, you've got beat one 0 away down at a seaside town, uh, so it, it can happen, you know. Um, and it, again, it's just a wet... copyright there. I don't want to say the names. I don't wish to say the names. So yeah, disappointing overall. But at half time, it was a must, a must not lose second half. For me, a point, you know, I'd, I'd have took a point at half time. That's sad to say, but, you know, just don't get beat second half. Yeah, James, after your shambolic performance on Thursday, <laughs> selling, I, I, assume you, I assume you got into the ground about 10 minutes in. What, no, did you say? Um, I got in 10 minutes before, actually. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> yeah, we, we did notice. That's me at 147. Also, clap the lads off. <laughs> um, no, I was saying, I thought, to be honest, I thought United were panicking a bit, like especially Fernandez. I like him. He's, I think he's obviously one of United's best players. But there was a couple of times where the ball was passed out to him, and he, he slipped over a bit, or he was rushing, he was snatching at passes, stuff like that. I think the sort of basics United forgot how to do it really for a lot of the first half, and especially when they went down to ten men, it was just really uncomfortable to watch, especially in the second half. You always felt like every time they were pushing forward, whenever Southampton got the ball on the counter that they were going to score and I think if they were a better team and they had players that could actually finish that they would have won today and obviously they hit the post they had chances themselves and United did too I mean Fernandes again uh, hit the post but it was just one of those days really wasn't it nothing really went United's way entertaining nil nil though you've got yeah. to say yeah. I, I think we've got to talk about VAR next um, because there was a couple of you know, I, I think with the Casemiro one you know if it was given as a red on field mm. I'd, be, I'd be far less angry than I am mm. that you know, VAR decided after, you know, the high behind thresholds yeah. all season, they don't get involved in anything. And then they just seem to pick random moments, mm. which, you know, you well, see every week to, to then well, get involved. How, many, yeah, how yeah. many decisions have we had yeah, that yeah. have gone out against us? Because I can count four or five recently. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, that it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's, going, and it's going to them. And they've still decided that it yeah. wasn't a penalty today, for example, yeah. when it's quite... Freaking clear, but you don't mind it as much if that's consistent. You know, yeah. if you never get involved unless it's mm. an absolute howler, then we've still got eleven men on the field. Can yeah. VA Argentina fucking was might have screwed Casemiro over twice this season. Um, yeah. He's, um, I mean, it's one of them. Like the game's dead in it. If that's a red card, 
you just might as well pop bother tackling. Yeah. But what's annoying is though, you know, every time if the if the VAR people say go and look at the monitor, he's going to change his mind. So yeah. why not? Why do them VAR people just not have the power to be able to go right, change your mind? It's a red card. You know, you're sort of wasting yeah. all the minutes. Yeah. I didn't think it was a red card, but you you can by the letter alone with the rules, the way the feet are up, it was just done very unlucky. But. I don't know, it just it ruins the game a little bit. It doesn't trigger any threshold, though, does it? No, not you know, no. It's one of them that, you know, if it's given on field, then they probably might not overturn Yeah, it. I don't think it was that clear and obvious thing, no, and that's no. the thing. But you know for a fact, if this had gone against United, it'll go everywhere tomorrow, whereas now, you know, yeah. they're all going to be going, no, it's yeah, a red card, be, it was no, a red. No one will mention it tomorrow now. Penalty? Was it? Have you seen that on the telly since? Which the handball of it, a challenge. The uh, it was obviously the other end of the ground, but again, the ball got put in from wide out. So you know, the ball travelled what 20, 30 yards, yeah. and I've seen a still where it. Have I seen it come off his chest first? I'm not sure. So from, but even still, though, that's come twenty yards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, know, that, so that's, that's why into the box twenty yards. You know, he's, you know, he's not in a natural position anyway because yeah. he's on all fours in the box. For yeah. Some, as I yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how, how can that not be a penalty? It's just the, yeah. the word is inconsistency again, isn't yeah. it? With the AR, we, we're, I think we're never going to stop talking about inconsistency with with what happens down. Um, you know, in terms of desi- or, well, decisions all over the pitch, and it's and it's, I think it's more of the case that you're not communicated. Fans aren't communicated, so you don't know where you stand. Yeah, you- uh, and you stood there thinking, has it gone to VAR? Is it going to be announced that you know VAR check for handball? But you, so they just need to cl- clean it up and make it very, very clear what does go to VAR and what is taken out of the referee's we hands. Have, we have no clue in there what the hell's going on, even on the little advertising boards. What that, about when VAR? That was supposed to be a what new about thing. When VAR yeah. kicks on? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah don't. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I did, I did this view of it pretty much right on my eye line where I was sat in the uh, no stand sort of tier one. And it was, I thought it was a clear penalty. I think United probably should have had another one as well later on. Um, but it's just how it is. I don't, part of me doesn't like blaming the ref because United should be able to beat Southampton without decisions going their way. But then at the same time, like the, you know, it did kind of ruin the game a bit. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the, the thing that really gets to me is, is I do wonder now, as a whole in the Premier League, I wonder if less penalties are being given because I wonder if the refs are leaving it to that threshold now. And sort of statistically, there's a it. lot less penalties now than there were. Because I mean, like that. I mean, I don't. I don't want to go back and go on, all on and on. But even that McTominay one against Crystal Palace, you know, that is as clear as a penalty you'll ever see. Yeah. And the VAR doesn't get involved in that. But then, you know, something. You just know that you'll see something like that next week. Well, it's like you say, it's inconsistent because yeah. that one today was no yeah. worse than the Sabitzer one that we didn't. That we yeah, got away yeah, against yeah. Leicester. Yeah, yeah. So you think yourself, you don't mind if it's a, you know a generic rule where everyone gets yeah. punished the same way. Yeah. But it's not. But then then it leads back to like if you can't get it right every time with VAR, what's the point of it? Yeah. If VAR still making mistakes, then you're just ruining the game with it. Yeah, it's daft. Yeah, the fact that there's just a massive boo on the stroke of our time towards the well, the referee mainly, but all the officials tells out its own story, doesn't it? You know, you can't. Well, I was being Sancho. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was. <laughs> that's a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, just um, in terms of the lineup, it was a bit of a strange one actually because Bruno seemed to be next to Casemiro. Yeah. Um, did you have any thoughts on that? Because obviously McTominay was on the bench. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? That's when you miss Fred. So yeah, you know, yeah. today it, it, almost like. Casemiro was on his own in midfield because Bruno was just going wherever he wanted almost. Yeah, so yeah. that's when you realise what, what job Fred does. I think yeah. he can sometimes, because Fernandes played a bit deeper, didn't he, in that second half on Thursday night yeah. and played really well. And I think sometimes he can be very sort of reactionary that he comes across something at works. You know, the Vegost at 10 kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then he'll try it again the next game after. And I think it was a 
disastrous failure today trying to play him in that position, especially when, when Casemiro went off. I get the sense that you're um, desperate to talk about Jadon Sancho, John. I'm desperate to not talk about him. <laughs> I, I, when nothing's changed on him, I don't get That's how he's, so, he's suddenly got no, this it's... new... Because he's scored a couple of goals, people suddenly say he's come back rejuvenated, praising the manager. For me, his performances have been no better than they was prior to him going wherever he went. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Try, I tried being fair towards him before all this stuff with him happened, but I think there are a bit, few concerns about him now because he's just he's not getting involved he doesn't doesn't really make a run it's as if he's playing like in the park or something like that doing a few tricks here and there and he's not banging forward he's not getting involved in the game enough and it's a big concern he doesn't do much wrong in that Fernandez sense you know where he can, when he's shocking he gives a ball he doesn't do that no. but he, he will literally won't touch the ball for 20 minutes yeah. I think that's a big yeah. problem with him yeah same it was just frustrating today and there was two blokes behind me who just absolutely blasted him every time he when well, he got the ball and gave the ball away. Seemingly, he didn't he didn't want to get in behind. He's got the pace, um, kept giving the ball away. Um, so I think he should have come off earlier for either Palestri or <coughs> or, or Ganacho, but he, he kept him on longer than I think what everyone wanted to. I don't think you can play Anthony and Sancho. Because I think both no. of them play in moments. I don't think they get involved in the game enough. I think you can get away with one of them. And especially but, when you're down to ten men, you've got to get back even more, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to, you know, you've, you've got to especially get. Especially with them Carter and that often. Yeah. So and, and he didn't really do that either. Now, you know, Luke Shaw at the back. In the same way that James is a languid seller, lacking conviction in anything <laughs> he does, you know, I think that Sancho really struggles in that aspect. Because you know, you look at his passing, there's nothing behind it. You look at his tackling, there's not much. You know, there's no no conviction in anything he does. I'd rather get a yellow card. Shoot, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He does, you know, so that's that's it in my eyes. I'd, I'd love to see him run at a defender or something. Or, you know, well, that's why he was doing that. Yeah, he was yeah. doing that at Dortmund. Yeah, that's why we're chasing him for two years. So, yeah, yeah. To run at defenders. And so I don't know what he's. I've barely seen anything like that since he's been here. So it's. I don't know. When did we decide to stop upholding free speech as a basic right? What's playing out right now? big tech companies and social media sites sets a dangerous precedent. Look, doesn't matter what your politics are or who you voted for, everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Sadly, the big tech monopoly has instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. To fight back against big tech's control of the internet, you can use ExpressVPN. Have you ever wondered how the free to access tech giants make all the money? Well, it's by tracking you, your searches, your video history, everything you click on. They build a profile of you and then they sell it off. They sell off all your sensitive data. There's a way around this. When you use ExpressVPN on the app, on the computer or on the phone, the software hides your IP address from third parties. That makes your activity more difficult for companies to trace and to sell to advertisers. And it helps keep your online presence more anonymous. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and criminals. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, TechRadar and countless others. So let's stop allowing big tech to revoke our rights to free speech. Why not revoke their rights to your data instead? Secure your internet with VPN. It's what we use for our online protection. Visit expressvpn.com forward slash united. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. You get three months for absolutely nothing with this exclusive link. Expressvpn.com forward slash united. Yeah, definitely frustrating. And I think is Vecost, um, you know, unlucky to be taken off there because I think we'd have been better served 
with a presence up front and pace either side of him rather than you know Sancho I did, I, in that false. I was in favour of him taking line. off, but I yeah. wanted I wanted Sancho to probably come off earlier as well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. bring obviously the two lads who came on, Palestra and Garnacho. There was a bit of you know a bit of urgency about them when they both came on. And I think that should have happened sooner, really. Well, Winkles might have actually scored today. Rashford had squared it to him in the first oh, half. Oh, that was a bad one, yeah. wasn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a poor ball, ball into him, wasn't it? But was that about 15 minutes in? Mm, something yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. But I do think their course could have done just the same job as what Matomini did in midfield. So, for me, he could have stayed on and just do what he what does about? best. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. We're not his biggest fans, are we? But I do think he... he, he he would have done just the same as what Matomini did. So it's a bit of a bizarre one. Today is still another example though of how reliant we are still on a couple of players. Like Casemiro, if he don't play, we're not very good. If Rashford has an off day, we don't look like we're going to score many goals, do we? So yeah. we are still a little bit reliant on two or three players, certainly going forward. And on a young lad who we're singing Viva, Viva songs about, you know, he's only you know played 10 games. And again, just relying on someone who's coming on. Is it a bad injury, that? He followed through. I don't know. He, he was grim. He was grimacing. He was grimacing when he was, you know, lay down, and yeah, he definitely caught. His, the trouble is, get caught in your ankle nowadays. There's no protection from shin pads. Your boots are made of fucking cotton wool, aren't they? So uh, it's gonna hurt, isn't it, on your on, on, on your bone and you know on my ankle part. So I think that's where he caught him. But um, again, you'll probably see that next week, and a penalty, you know, penalty will be given for somebody. Yeah. So I mean, where, where are we in terms of league now? Is is how how um how in trouble are we in terms of top four? Are we? Are we coasting? I, th- I think we? we're well. Not yeah. cl- I think we're only a couple of points above Tottenham. I think we're about yeah. ten clear of Liverpool, but they've got games in hand. I think we're about eight, eight seven or eight clear of Newcastle, but they've got a couple of games in hand. So it's certainly not um, done and dusted. Yeah. And the good thing is the teams round us don't win every week, so you can afford to drop some points. But it's definitely not done and dusted yet. Yeah, and we're obviously going to be. I think we're not going to win the league no. though. We're obviously going to be missing Casemiro now for four, yeah, four games. games yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Do we know what games he's going to be missing? Right, so it'll Fulham, be Fulham, yeah. Fulham uh, at home, won't it? Newcastle, Brentford, Newcastle, Brentford, Everton. Yeah. And yeah. I know what, I'm counting my chickens here, but I know. But there's no chance of him missing what? an FA yeah, Cup semi-final. Se- semi-final. No, 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 I think the semi-final is no, the same day as the Chelsea game, so, yeah, so we should yeah. be all right. So Unless yeah. he gets sent off in that game before. Yeah. I think we'll see Ericsson before we see him again. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. No, we'll see him in the Europa League. Yeah, he'll play Thursday, won't he? Play. Real Betis. I don't think he. Will. I don't think he'll play on Thursday. He's got to. He's got to keep playing, hasn't he? Yeah, play for. Yeah, but why? Why is United four one up? Why? Why would they risk playing him? Risking for what? Oh. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I just think you'd may as well. Yeah, but you may as well just <laughs> may as well just rest him for all the games that you know. Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think he'll be playing yeah. Thursday now, and also any legs we've got. I'm not not entirely sure where the next round falls in. That four fixtures well, after well. mid-April, so he's going to yeah. be—he's not going to play for it's 20, 20 days or something. Yeah. 20, yeah. Play for Brazil, I'm guessing. Maybe both games or wherever they're playing. Yeah, and he strikes you as the type of player that you, you need, need to, to keep fit as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That was the problem when he first joined. You know, Ten Hag yeah. knew he wasn't maybe fit and whatever. A bit like like Ray, you know, when Rooney used to miss matches and yeah. fight, it, it took him five or six games to get back. Cruise, so Cruise like he's on the roll still after so that. So it's, it's going to be—it's going to—it's going to make it tough. Those three or four games, forget the Fulham one, but the three league games, it's going to make it a tough April for you know. For, you know, relying on again, you know, what everyone didn't want in midfield, you know, 12 months ago, McTominay, Fred, uh, and others stepping up maybe, but we're back I mean, to we're, we're back to our normal. It's a situation as well. Oh, going to be injured for, so you know, it's that's yeah. a other issue as well. Yeah, and like even some some of those games, Brentford. Are, 
good team, aren't they? Yeah. They pushed they even pushed Arsenal at um, the Emirates a few weeks ago. And they beat us four nil yeah. early on the season. Four nil. Newcastle um, will be in our game yeah. away. They'll be well Everton fight for the lights yeah. mid April. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a, a, a difficult um, four games without him, no question. Um, well, I think we'll wrap that up after a man of the match. So believe me, are you going to give one? Um, I'm going to go considering what he had to do, Martinez. Yeah, Martinez for me, easy decision of it. De Gea had a good game as well, yeah. but Martinez. Yeah, same. Not not too many contenders, I don't think, today overall. But yeah, Martinez. No, you've got to give it to him. Yeah, Martinez for me as well. I think when, um, you know, if you compare that to some of our nil-nils last season, I remember drawing here at home to Watford yeah. last season and it was, you know, we didn't even create a chance with 11 men. No. So, you know, we, I don't think there's any question that we'd have gone on and won that with 11 men today. Um, so, you know, there's still lots to be pleased about and positive about even though you know we've dropped some points that we didn't expect to um, I think you know there's, there's no absolute chance of any any title race now if there ever was um, but we do need to just maintain that fourth spot I think whilst battling on fronts in the FA Cup and the Europa League Cheers to everyone that bought the mag um, we've got it again out same mags out next Saturday Sunday. is it Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. what time's kick off next half Sunday half four. Half four. next Sunday against Fulham so cheers to everyone that bought it and thanks for your support with the podcast and the magazine thanks well.